The last act of St. Stephen was to forgive. At least it was his last act here on this earth. He forgave the people who were stoning him to death, and he asked God to forgive them as well. As we heard a few moments ago, the final words he spoke were directed to the Lord on behalf of his murderers. He said, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Now notice something. Notice that he called their act a sin. People sometimes think that forgiveness means that we forget anything ever happened, we pretend that everything is fine in the sense that nothing ever happened. Well, no, no. It was wrong what they were doing to Stephen, and Stephen recognized that. It was a sin. It was an evil. He implicitly recognized the fact that it was unfair and unjust, but he still forgave. This shows us that even though forgiveness is difficult, sometimes extremely difficult, it is not impossible. If Stephen could forgive his murderers as he was in the process of being murdered by them, then we can forgive others, not by our own power, not by our own strength, but by the powerful grace of Almighty God. But it's not a magical process. That's important for us to realize. It wasn't that way for St. Stephen, and it's not that way for anyone else. Forgiveness doesn't just happen. In order to forgive, we first of all must want to forgive, as St. Stephen wanted to forgive. And there's an important lesson there. If you're having trouble forgiving someone in your life, I think you should pray, first of all, not to forgive, but you need to pray to want to forgive. Lord, I'm having trouble forgiving this person. I can't do it right now. It's, it's, it's driving me crazy. Lord, help me to want to forgive. That's the first step. In this regard, I think it's very helpful to recognize some of the positive benefits of forgiving others. Let's face it, most people will not want to forgive other people unless they understand that forgiveness is beneficial. It's beneficial to them personally, it's beneficial to their families, it's beneficial to their relationships in general. This is something, thankfully, that even people in the secular world are now coming to see, that forgiveness, although difficult, brings many benefits, many blessings into our lives. I found an article just the other day, for example, on the website of the Mayo Clinic, which is definitely not a Catholic, not a Christian website. And in that article, the following benefits of forgiveness were listed. Number one, healthier relationships. Number two, greater spiritual and psychological well-being. Number three, less stress and hostility. Number four, lower blood pressure. Number five, fewer symptoms of depression, anxiety, and chronic pain. And finally, lower risk of alcohol and substance abuse. I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty good to me. I'm all for that stuff in my life. On another website, secular website, a psychologist mentioned in an article three studies that were done. One study in the Journal of Behavioral Medicine found that forgiveness was associated with lower heart rate and blood pressure and stress relief 
long-term health benefits for people's hearts and overall health. Another study found forgiveness to be positively associated with five measures of health, physical symptoms, medications used, in other words, people who forgave used less medications generally, sleep quality, fatigue, and somatic complaints, bodily complaints. People who forgave had less of them. This is why, incidentally, many people have also experienced physical healings when they have found, finally been able to forgive someone that they had been unable to forgive previously. And then a third study published in the Personality and Social Psychology Bulletin found that forgiveness not only restores positive thoughts, feelings, and behaviors toward the offending party, but the benefits of forgiveness spill over to positive behaviors toward others outside of the relationship in question. Forgiveness is associated with more volunteerism, donating to charity, and other altruistic behaviors. And according to this study, the converse is true of non-forgiveness. Of course, as good as all of these earthly benefits are, as Catholics, we know that they pale in comparison to the ultimate and most important personal benefit of the forgiveness of others, which is forgiveness for ourselves and eternal life. Remember, God's forgiveness of us is conditional. It's conditional on our willingness to forgive our brothers and sisters. I hope nobody here is surprised by that fact. After all, we implicitly agree to it every time we say the Lord's Prayer, as we will in a few moments at this Mass. I'm talking about the line where we say in that prayer, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. You know, immediately after he taught his disciples the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father, in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus added these words. He said, if, conditional, if, if you forgive the faults of others, your heavenly Father will forgive you yours. If you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive you. I find it very interesting. The only petition of the Our Father that Jesus elaborated on, that Jesus went back to when he was done giving the prayer to his disciples, was the one that had to do with forgiveness. That's not a coincidence. He knew how tough forgiveness was and is. He knew what we needed to hear. Heaven opened up immediately for St. Stephen, as we heard a few moments ago, because he had no unforgiveness in his heart. None at all. By the grace of God, he either let it go or he never let it in in the first place. So there was nothing that was blocking his passage into the kingdom. If there is any unforgiveness in our heart right now toward anybody, and I mean anybody. Today is the day to begin to do something about it. Remember, forgiveness is not an emotion. It's not a feeling. It's a decision. It's also, quite frequently, a process. That's especially true if the hurt that we've experienced runs deep. 
or if it's a hurt that we've experienced from a person over and over and over again, over a series of weeks or months or even years, then it's a process. The important thing is that we have begun the process of forgiveness and are working at it daily. One place to work at it is in our personal prayer time. Utilizing a tool like those five forgiveness steps I shared with you in a homily several years ago. By the way, I think I will insert those into the bulletin next week because I'm sure there are many people in the parish now who were not in the parish back then and some of you who were here back then might have lost them. How could you? But don't worry, I will forgive you. I will try to practice what I preach. My simple prayer today at this Mass is that this homily will give each of us some added incentive to work at forgiveness constantly and to never stop until the day when we each follow St. Stephen into the Lord's eternal kingdom.